just before their service, we were just remarking about how the Lord can just take a simple word of the gospel and bless it to our hearts. Uh, our brother Tyler brought a message from Matthew chapter 11, and in that portion, there in, in verse 4 of chapter 11, it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again. And uh, the Lord did indeed bless that word to our hearts, did he not? To, to uh, underline it and hide it. <laughs> uh, it's almost as if our Lord uh, was saying, intimating the same thing that Paul did uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Remember what our brother Paul said? He didn't say mourn. He didn't say cry. What did he say? He said rejoice. <laughs> rejoice. In, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, he writes that rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And we certainly do rejoice when, when we're blessed of the Lord to, to remember how that all our salvation is finished. The pardon that we require for all our sins, um, full, complete pardon. <laughs> and that performance of the law, the, Lord, the law demands you know, perfection. Uh, he's, he's done it all for us. He performeth all things for us, beloved. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, tell him again. <laughs> tell him again. I thought I would uh, read a letter to you all that I received recently. Um, now, as you know, we've been going through our study these past Sundays, uh, different letters of the alphabet, the A to Z to salvation. And um, uh, I feel the liberty to read this to you all. This is from our brother Jeremy, who visited us the, the first uh, Sunday. And if you remember, we were on the letter D. <laughs> so evidently, uh, Jeremy thought about another D, and uh, uh, our brother read it to us just a moment ago. It was uh, Psalm uh, 68, if I'm not mistaken. Psalm 68. Yeah, there in verse 19. Look what it says there. He's the, our daily Savior, is he not? He, said he daily keeps us. He preserves us. And it says there in uh, Psalm 68... Verse eight nineteen 19 says there, Blessed be the Lord who daily, daily, beloved, daily loadeth us with benefits, <laughs> even the God of our salvation. And so this is what he writes. He says, uh, Joseph, how about one more? D, and he writes the word Daily. Daily kept in Christ. I greatly enjoyed seeing everyone and hearing Christ preached in the only way he can be, the all in all. Daily, I need, reminded, remind, I need to be reminded to look away from myself and look to him, to rest in the simplicity and fullness of the gospel. Daily, I am reminded to sit still as the work has already been done. I guess he heard that other D. <laughs> done. Daily I am brought comfort when I look only to Christ and His complete work. Daily I fall short in myself, but daily Christ restores me until that final day, that 
faith gives way to, to sight of all things. That reminds me of another uh, letter we looked at just the week before last, the letter. He, he's the Savior that brings about that, that blessed expected end, that expected end. Uh, faith gives way to sight of all, of all things hoped for, and I get to rest fully in the attribute of love with Christ our Savior, your brother in Christ, Jeremy. And I'll, I'll give that to, uh, to James. So this morning, uh, we're going to look at the letter F. And uh, if I might direct your attention to uh, a verse in Isaiah, that I might have some liberty to preach these uh, attributes of our Lord and God, these titles and attributes that begin with the letter F. In Isaiah chapter 26, it says there, uh, Isaiah chapter 26, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, perfect peace, beloved, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And so my aim this morning is as we look at all of these uh, letters or all of these uh, titles that begin and attributes that begin with the letter F, that the Lord would be pleased to have our mind stayed on him because we trust in him and you'll have great peace. It is a delight to uh, reflect on him who loved us and washed us of all our sins with his own precious blood. Now, I don't know what happened to the letter F, but I have 25. (laughs) We're only going to look at eight. But I'll just read them briefly as an introduction here. Uh, Beloved, he's uh, the, the faithful and true Savior. He is a faithful and true Savior. You know, I love that portion in Galatians 2.16, don't you? Where it says, we know we're not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're, we're, we're saved by His faithfulness. The second one here I have here is faithful witness. You know, he said in another place in John 14, verse 6, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one cometh to the Father except by me. Want another letter F? He's a finished Savior, the Savior who gets the job done. In John chapter 19, verse 30, he says, it is finished. And then in glory, he says, it is done. And also in, in glory, he says he's the fountain of the water of life. He's the fountain of the water of life, beloved. And, oh, I love this uh, letter F, don't, don't you? He's our friend. <laughs> he's our friend. Look what it says in John chapter 15. What uh, condescension. The Lord stooped down. He stooped, beloved. And he says in verse 15 of John chapter 15, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. In Matthew uh, chapter 11, we see another aspect of this, uh, this glorious attribute that he's friend. Well, look what it says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 19. It says here, The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, this is what his enemy said of him, but it's true, beloved. It says there in the latter part of verse 19, that he's a friend of publicans and sinners. Aren't you glad for that? (laughs) 
He's not a friend of the self-righteous. He's not a friend of the religious, pompous, arrogant Pharisees that look down their noses at other people. No, he's friend of publicans and sinners. And then in Luke, Luke's gospel, it says there in chapter 7, in verse 34, I have seen... I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I, and I have heard their groaning, and am come down to deliver them, and now am come and will send thee into Egypt. This is uh, Luke chapter 7, verse 34. And I must have misplaced a reference. Now, the, the next F is forerunner. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 says there in verse 20, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20. He's the, the forerunner. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20, it says... I'll begin reading in verse 17. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, a strong comfort, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner, our Lord and God Jesus Christ, is entered, is, is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He is a forever Savior, that is certain. And then in Revelation, he's the first and the last, the first and the last. In effect, he's saying to John, I'm all your salvation. I'm all your salvation. I'm the author and finisher of your faith, the Alpha and Omega of all your salvation. And he's a, a full Savior, a full Savior. Now, you might wonder why I'm saying full Savior. Well, in Col Colossians chapter 2, this word that's translated in our English Bible as complete can also be faithfully rendered full. And so, beloved, he is our full Savior. He saves us to the uttermost. And in Colossians chapter 2, it says there, and I'll begin reading in verse 9, it says, For in him, in the Lord Jesus Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. He's a full Savior. He saves us not almost, beloved, he saves us to the uttermost. In Hebrews chapter 7, he tells us ever so blessedly there, how that he is able also to save them to the uttermost, fully save. He's a full Savior. He doesn't save you partly and then leave some other part to you. He, he fully saves his people. And he saves them to the uttermost, that, 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 that them that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. 
And not only is he full Savior, beloved, he's a feeling Savior. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. You see that, beloved? He's a feeling Savior. He knows our frame. He knows we be but dust. And it says here, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And then to be reminded of our our sinless Redeemer, our mediator, our advocate with the Father. What does it say in First John chapter two, that, that first couple of verses there? It says to the he said, My dear children, sin not. And then he said, But when you sin, indeed when a man sinneth, when and, and when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And in verse sixteen of Hebrews chapter four it says let us therefore, because we see that this, this Savior is a full Savior, a feeling Savior, full of compassion, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Feeling Savior. He's a forgiving Savior, a savior as well. Look what it says in First John chapter 1 and verse 19. First John, where is that? Hmm. Well, look, look with me in Luke chapter, chapter four, seven, Luke chapter seven. It says there in Luke chapter 7 and verse 42 it says there Luke chapter 7 verse 42 now I'm parking here on this this aspect of him being a forgiving savior. I love that word, frankly. <laughs> uh, it says in Luke 7, verse 42, when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. He, he freely forgives us, beloved, freely and frankly. Another uh, detail that we see about our Lord, our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, is that he's full of compassion. Look what it says in Psalm 78. Psalm 78 and verse 38. Our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, is full of compassion. And in Psalm 78, verse 38, it says there, But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Beloved, there is therefore now no condemnation, no judgment, no wrath to them that are in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a, a forgiving Savior, full of compassion. And he's a Savior that uh, forgets in two ways. <laughs> Look what he, he tells us this... 
this way of forgetting is, is so blessed, so such a blessing. And many of you are familiar with this portion of Hebrews chapter eight. But beloved, he's the Savior who forgets all our sins and iniquities to be remembered no more. He says in Hebrews chapter eight, verse twelve, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no no more. He he's he forgets, beloved. He forgets to be remembered no more. And then in Hebrews 10, verse 17, it says, And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. And then here's another aspect. Look at Hebrews 10, 6, 10. In Hebrews 6, 10, it says there, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. He doesn't forget, and he forgets. He forgets our sins and iniquities. And as he's pleased to use us in, in the instrumentality of his ministry, he forgets not forgets not. Uh, he's the Savior that shows uh, favor. Look what it says in Psalm 106. Psalm 106. He's the Savior who shows favor. Psalm 106. We read there in verse 4. It says there, Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation. Thy salvation. And he's a forever Savior. Look what it says in Second Peter. Second Peter chapter two, one. Second Peter chapter one. And it says there in verse eleven. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's a forever Savior. He's an everlasting Savior of an everlasting kingdom. Uh, he's the, the Father. Uh, he's one with the Father. He is the one who said to Philip, He who has seen me has seen the Father. And I'm sure many of you will remember we've been looking at this aspect many times uh, there's a lot of different facets in this beautiful verse of our Lord and God, Jesus Christ. In Isaiah chapter 6, rather chapter 9, verse 6, it says there, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And in John chapter 14, verse 9, that's where we, we read our, our Lord speaking to uh, the Philip responding to his disciples, and he saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, Philip? And yet hast thou not known me? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest then thou, Show us the Father? And then continuing on, uh, this one uh, is uh, found in Zechariah. He's the Lord's fellow. He's Jehovah's fellow. 
look what it says in Zechariah. Zechariah, the second or third last book, I believe, of the Old Testament. Zechariah chapter 13, verses 7 to 9, it says there, and remember, we're looking at Jehovah's fellow, the Lord's fellow. That's, that's the title of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. Then shall they shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will be, I, I, I will, it says there, I will say it is my people and they shall say the Lord is my God. So we saw there, uh, in the first part of verse 7, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man that is my fellow. This is the father speaking of his son. He's the first and the last. He's the faithful Savior, the Savior that is the foundation of all our salvation. The Savior we stand fast in, the Savior who set us free. Where do we find that? That's in Galatians chapter 1, or chapter 5, rather. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Beloved, we stand fast in Him. He's the Savior in which we stand fast. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And He's the Savior who sets us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Uh, look what it says uh, there in Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 1. Isaiah chapter 66. I might be wrong on that reference. Um, no, it's actually uh, Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Verse 1, it says there, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. He is the Savior sent to set us free, beloved. He sets us free. This is talking about God's well-pleasing Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we're almost coming up on 25. I'm sure we can think of some more, but one of my favorite ones about the Lord is this. He fails not. <laughs> He's a Savior who fails not. And we read that in Isaiah chapter 42. It says there in Isaiah chapter 42, in verse 4, He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment, justice, righteousness in the earth, and the isles, the nations, shall wait for his law. And that law 
is good. That law is perfect. That law is holy. And we rejoice to read in this very chapter that I just read from you. In the verse 21, it says, The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. I'm so thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ did that on behalf of his people. How that he's all of our justification. He's all of our sanctification. All all our payment for the the penalty of the law and all our performance of the law. Perfect performance on our behalf. And then um, I like uh, this one too. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> He's the Savior who finds all his sheep. He finds all his sheep, not some of his sheep. In John chapter uh, 6, John chapter 6 and verse 39, the Lord Jesus Christ said, This is the Father's will which hath sent me that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. He is the, the Savior that finds all his sheep. Uh, you want another verse for me to quote to you to back that up? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 2, verse 13, most definitely speaks about the Lord's glory. And the apostle writes here, And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. There's not one of his sheep, not one precious lamb that will perish. He'll seek. I mean, that's why the Father sent him. The Father gave him commandment to come into the world to seek and save that which is lost. And at the end of time, all of them will be found, all his people. Not one will be missing. He's the, the Savior of, of free, sovereign grace, and in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have fellowship in him. He's the Savior we have fellowship with, beloved. Look what it says in 1 John. 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 says, says this. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. All sin, beloved. All sin. Now, can anybody think of another F? There's quite a few Fs there. He's a Savior who says it is finished. He's a Savior who finds all his lost people. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think we covered it, but I'm sure there's more we can think of. Just to park on any of those titles and just rest and know that he is a, a sovereign, successful savior. What a gospel. What a gospel. I mean, to read in Galatians chapter 2, and, and I'll conclude with this, and I want to just park on this this one F here. Maybe leave this one with you, Gary, and Gail, and Levi, and Sandra, Allison, James, Tyler, Clarissa. Wouldn't it be great if the Lord could hide this one word? Faithful. Faithful. He's a faithful Savior. His faithfulness. And why do I say that? 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'll probably bring this up to y'all next Sunday. I walked out of a, a church building in San Antonio. Had to walk out. Had the name Grace in the building. And this man uh, put the law on people. Wasn't able to preach justification through Christ alone. <laughs> Wasn't able to preach sanctification through Christ alone. Now, why is it you and I can read it here and know it by God's grace? You know, the, the apostle reminded God's people, who maketh thee to differ? Or what hast thou that thou did not receive? And if thou hast received it, why do you boast about it? We didn't figure this out, beloved. You know, um, the Lord said, uh, "Leave them be; they'd be blind leaders of the blind." I just walked out. Didn't make a big scene. Just walked out. He was uh, reading from a different English translation of Galatians chapter two, verse sixteen. We read here in the King James translation. Uh, a, a faithful rendering of the original language. It says here, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. If you change that little word of into in, you've just made the gospel of no effect. You've turned the gospel into a work. You know, people think that Jesus Christ merely died on the cross to make salvation possible. And now you need to do something to make what he did on the cross to work. That's works. That's another message. That's another, that's another gospel, which is no gospel at all. When he was on the cross, he gave his life a ransom for, does it say a few? No, <laughs> many people. And all those many people will hear the gospel that he accomplished our salvation on Calvary, that he finished our warfare on Calvary, that there's nothing for us to do but to look and live. It continues here, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, and that's talking about the object of saving faith. Our faith has for its object the faithfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we might be justified by the faith of, or you could render that and do no damage here, by the faithfulness of Christ, and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. We read in First Peter, First Peter chapter one, and this is speaking about uh, preservation. This is speaking about perseverance, but this is only through in and by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our all in all, beloved. And in 1 Peter chapter 1, it says here in verse 5, again, our Savior is faithful. He's a faithful Savior. The Father gave Him commandment to come into this world to save sinners. And it says here of those very sinners, the whosoever's of the world, if I could put it that way, who are kept by the power of God. What do I mean by the whosoever's? Well, John chapter 3 verse 16 says, Whosoever believeth on the Son of... For, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's who's being spoken of here, the whosoever's. Verse 5, Who are kept by the power of God through faith 
through Christ, through his faithfulness, unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, I don't think this uh, this trend is going to continue. Hopefully not. I mean, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to looking at the letter. I guess the next one would be uh, G, right? G. That'll be good. Well, I pray the Lord will take what we read from his word and bless it with his spirit and comfort you all. As I began uh, this uh, study, let's conclude it again looking at Isaiah chapter 26. And uh, Brother James, if you would conclude our study in a word of prayer after I read this, please. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished. Peace, beloved. Peace, peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Amen.